Hello, Brett here. Um, before we start the episode, which by the way, I think is probably one of the best episodes of the show so far. I love being able to talk about kind of our school and our college experiences and how that's impacted us, how it's disappointed us, yada, yada, yada. I think Shit House is a really cool movie and I'm really glad we got to talk about it on this podcast today. But before we get into the episode, um, I have to address something real quick because... Um, Last night, a mutual of ours who um, has been on an episode of this show, some of you might know who he is, but I'm not going to directly name him. Um, You can probably find it on Twitter in about five minutes if you really wanted to know. Um, Was outed for some inappropriate behavior online. And uh, this is something that a lot of publications and... I mean, a whole lot of different places have had to deal with and address. This isn't a new thing, unfortunately. But um, at the Toy Boxed community, we want to say that um, our hearts go out to victims who are affected by um, this person's poor choice of words. And um, we hope he even he even finds help and grows from this because it's it's abhorrent behavior. But more most importantly. We um, wish the victims peace of mind after um, the harassment they had to endure because that's not okay. And uh, we're here just to say that it's absolutely not okay and we do not endorse it. Um, The episode that he's featured on is available and um, I'm going to add a link to that episode to um, a charity foundation that helps if you donate with women who have been sexually harassed and abused and I'll put the same link in this episode as well so you can click that and um, donate if you want to I mean I know this podcast doesn't get the views that some others ones do but no matter if I have even one person decide to donate money to a, a good cause and a good organization then I think this was all worth it so um, yeah anyways it's kind of a somber way to start the episode. Um, and it's kind of a somber episode too. Um, but it's a really great one. And thanks guys for listening. By the way, the organization that we will be shouting out in this episode is called National Women's Coalition Against Violence and Exploitation. Um, it is an organization that prevents violence and exploitation against ch- women and children nationally and internationally. Human, traffic de- uh, human trafficking, domestic violence, sexual assault, sexual violence, stalking, bullying, hate crimes, and all other forms of violence and exploitation against women and children. Um, this organization strives to keep public violence and exploitation... This organization strives to keep the public informed and educated on how we can live a more civilized society free of violence. Y'all uh, getting ready for the party here? What did you say? I just asked if y'all are getting ready. Yeah, I just called the Uber. You coming? Um, I'm not sure yet. No, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> Why is college so hard? Oh, I love college so much! I feel like I'm just like floating. Ouch. You're trouble, aren't you? I'm trouble? You okay? Yeah, I'm just not feeling well, and it's super frustrating. Am I not allowed to speak? Shit House is a movie directed by Cooper Rafe. The film is about a guy trying to navigate his freshman year of college. 
he goes to a fraternity party called Shit House to try to make some further connections with people. He meets a girl, and both of them start having a connection as they talk throughout the night about their entire life story. The film was directed, written, and starred Cooper, who was only 22 years old when he made the film. This is one of the more acclaimed films of 2019, holding a solid 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's one that anyone making the transition to college can relate to in some way. Today I have Robert Burke and Tristan French on Workshopping Humanity, where we discuss the cultural and philosophical elements of a piece of popular culture that has influenced our lives in one way or another. This is an episode of Workshopping Humanity. Welcome back to Workshopping Humanity, episode 11. Yes, I am the host once again. Um, once again, shout out to George for hosting the last episode so I could just go off on how much I love Ratatouille without feeling like I took over the guest. That was great. Um, so today we are actually talking about a pretty acclaimed movie from 2019 that I think we all have a lot to say about. Um, and we got on two guests. One of them was on our very first episode of Workshopping Humanity, and he's back now to talk about another coming-of-age film, Tristan French. Hello, I'm excited to be here again. And first-time guest, even though he's been on the Toy Box podcast in the past and all of that first iteration of all of this stuff that we were doing. Um, he has his own podcast as well. Robert Burke. Yes, hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of which, before we get into this, I wanted to say something real quick. We can probably mention it a little bit at the end of the episode. But the Toy Box podcast, a lot of people ask if that's like a dead thing since we're doing this. It's not. It's coming back in some iteration um, this month. so Or early next month at the latest. So. But regardless, I wanted to bring that up at one of these episodes, so... I have a lot of things I got to plug at the end, so we'll we'll save that for later. But we all know how this starts, how these start. I'll start with Tristan. Tristan, how did you discover this movie, and what was your connection to it? Kind of just give us. Okay. Yeah. Um, how did I discover this movie? That's a good question. I don't remember. Um, I think. I don't know. I, I, I think one day I was on Letterboxd just searching, you know, looking through um, recent logs and looking through some of the most acclaimed films of the year because it was getting close to the end of the year. I wanted to have a, a solid 10. At that point, I hadn't seen a lot of the big movies, so my, my list was looking pretty bare. And I wanted something that was absolutely going to blow me away. And I came across this movie called Shit House, which... Um, I guess was uh, getting a lot of buzz from mostly from like the the letterboxed and um, social media communities more so than from like the mainstream and mainstream outlets but uh, it looked interesting um, but I put it off for some reason and then a couple months later um, I guess either you Brett or George brought it up and said we got to watch this movie together. Um, so the three of us stayed up. I, it was like three o'clock in the morning while I was watching it. And um, 
I think George fell asleep. Um, yeah, but he did. <laughs> yeah, me and you were just <laughs> watching it, and by the end, we were like almost in tears because it was such a incredible um, experience and one that hits really close to home for a lot of people um, in university, which I am right now. So, um, yeah, I, I'm someone who really loves coming of age films, as you guys can probably tell. Um, they just hit really close to home for me. Um, and right right now, um, I, I just felt like I needed something um, that would capture the, the university experience because there's not really a, a ton of movies that focus on university. It's all high school or um, mid-20s when it comes to like coming-of-age movies. Um, university, for some reason, they skip over. And the movies that do take place in, in a university or are, um, you know, themed around like college students uh, typically are, are more like comedic, like, you know, um, Animal House and, and stuff like that. And uh, there wasn't one, like there's not one that I can recall that really captures what it's like to be in that stage where you're going off on your own for the first time. You're officially an adult, but you still feel like a child and you have to kind of navigate this next stage in your life. Um, and uh, I think Shithouse uh, captures that perfectly. Um, it captures what it's like to be a first year college or university student who, you know, you're kind of just dropped in the middle of this, um, the world. Cause, uh, like with high school, um, even though you're starting to gain freedom with high school, you're still kind of sheltered and university is, is this, um, it, it's freedom that sometimes people aren't ready for. And, when I started university, I, I found myself not being ready for that freedom. I still felt very much like a kid. And um, I guess like transitioning into university was a really hard thing for me. And this movie just captures that perfectly. It, it really touched me because um, I, I hadn't seen that, um, that, that hadn't been represented on screen before. And uh, seeing, seeing myself like, Seeing, um, I, I just saw myself in this film and the characters, and I, I thought it was uh, really profound. All right. All right. So, Robert, what, so was, Robert, what your was your first kind of recognition with this movie, and what does it mean to you personally? Um, so, I think I can't really remember. I kind of having the same experience as Tristan, where it's like, where did I first hear about Shit House? Kind of felt like a movie that I like sort of heard about because i know it won the south by southwest like grand jury prize so i probably heard about it there um but i remember i my list was also looking very bare and it was not looking like i was going to be able to see minari or nomad land or any of the big ones um before the end of the year um and i was looking for movies to uh, watch for my podcast um and i ended up choosing shit house i think it's because of uh, what's his name um carson runquist he had it on his list and i like i i like that guy so i was like yeah seems legit and he said that it's like a very relatable movie for like an awkward guy in college and i was like okay that's probably what i'm about to become and 
shit house like really just it it kind of felt like it kind of came out of nowhere i had no idea what to expect going in i definitely wasn't expecting for half of for it to kind of be a rom-com but also kind of very like before trilogy-esque especially with like the first half of the movie so it completely took me by surprise what even took me by more surprise was my dad was like this looks really low budget do you know what the budget was on it and I looked it up and it's like $15,000 and that was just mind-blowing for me because I I at like I'm working on my own first feature film right now which is going to start shooting in February and like watching this movie was just so inspirational for that it was like wow this guy Cooper Rafe was able to just because I don't know how much of the story you guys know but he the like the original version of this movie that he shot was called um I forget what it was called Magdalene something um but it was like a 50 minute film that he made on spring break because he was bored and he made it with his friend and his girlfriend and like it would be as intense as like they would have to get a shot of one actor then the friend would be on the camera and the other actor would be holding the boom pole and then the and then the two actors would have to switch and they would have to try to like figure it out and then shots with both of them the guy had to record them with the camera and hold the boom pole at the same time and he took this 50 minute movie and brought it to a producer and said I bet you won't watch this and then the producer watched it and was like okay I want to help you make the feature version of this and that's just so inspirational because, like, I know that the odds are so slim these days, especially with your first feature to actually make any sort of headway into the industry. But just knowing that a guy was just being honest and truthful about his experiences and his life, and he made a movie that could win a huge film festival award was just incredibly inspiring. So in terms of, like, my own film and my own, like, career and my own path it was inspiring for that um which was very personal this next part's going to give you more personal I I'm kind of like the opposite of Tristan um in regards to this movie where like this was him kind of like looking back on yeah this was accurate to what my first year was like this is what me looking forward is because I watched this movie when I had like maybe an essay left to write for college I was almost fully applied to college and now I am I fully applied to all six colleges that I've been looking at and I am so stressed out by the process. I am so worried about it. I am always in fear that I you know, I'm going to lose friendships from here. I'm going to be in my in this new place. I'm going to be super awkward. I'm not going to make friends and it's just going to be super hard and I just I it's just so hard for me to comprehend living in a different city cuz I've never done that. I lived in San Diego for a year, but I don't really count that. So it's like leaving behind like all of this. And the other big thing, um, which was just like, it's a small detail and I don't know how many people really noticed it, but um, I just ended a three year long relationship. And in this movie, the guy talks about how he also just ended a three year long relationship. Um, So there was a lot to relate to in terms of just like the feelings of after ending a long relationship and wanting a connection with somebody like what he was having with the girl in the movie and like without trying to spoil anything like 
the way that it pans out, it was kind of like, I, I don't really know how to say this. I'm, I'm just not going to, but, um, it's just kind of like all of the feelings and all of the like wants and desires that you have after ending something so long-term he just like captures really well. And it's just like a really like subtle undertone in the movie. Um, but you can just tell, I mean, that's part of like how it's just so purely his vision. It's just him spewing out everything that he feels personally. Um, so in terms of my filmmaking and in terms of my like emotional state, um, that's kind of how the movie affected me. So, yeah. Um, kind of like you guys i mean i'm not really sure how i stumbled upon this just except for the fact that i i frequently look at letterboxd you know um (laughs) i was like oh movie i think like one of our mutuals um um max was buzzing about it and i was like ooh, i need to check this out sometime and then like tristan already said i watched it with him and george at like three in the morning and it was a really interesting experience watching this for me because when it started, I kind of didn't like it for a little bit. And I think it's because like, I was like, Oh, this is going to be this really like stereotypical. Oh, he goes to a fraternity. He starts partying. Okay. I've already seen this movie, but this movie from its title, which is literally shit house to its premise I think very much subverts audience expectations and becomes a very different, more meditative, more thoughtful film. And it's one that like, I'm still kicking myself. I didn't put on my, at least my honorable mentions. I think maybe even should have maybe made my 10 of the year because it did have an impact on me when we watched it for sure. Um, I think the best parts of the movie are definitely what Robert's talking about, the more before-esque, before-trilogy-esque scenes, where it's just two people walking around talking about their lives, and there was a lot of stuff in there that, like, I remember watching it being like, hmm, this is a workshopping humanity episode in the making, you know? Because they were talking about all this stuff about, like, theology and life and their mental state and all of that that I just thought was, was beautiful. And um, I think... So I am in my uh, senior year of college, and this is my last semester of college. And I don't, I don't want to make uh, this concern anyone, but like my college experience has been like so frustratingly boring that like I related to that aspect to this movie, which was like this. It's not like oh, this is aggressively bad or anything, but like it subtly changed for me like the college experience suddenly because I didn't move from my house. I, uh, I have free rent at my house, so I never really moved away. And so I went to university that's 30 minutes away. So I just drove there every day. And so like, there's a part of me that feels like I kind of, I kind of missed being pushed out of the nest to go to college. And I know that's like that's a that's an intensely terrifying experience for some people, but what I'll say is, in high school I had this interconnected group of people that I talked to every day, and we were in theater together, and we did plays, and 
I, uh, whenever I went to college, that kind of just went away. And so, like, my first semester of college was hard because, um, either, like, some of my, some of my closest friends, um, were still in high school, and then the other ones were going to college other places, yeah, I felt like I was stuck in the same spot. And so, I think there's this, that experience of, like, even though he's moved away, he feels stuck because maybe he hasn't changed the way he thought he was supposed to, even. And that's kind of what stuck out to me, personally. So, I'll throw it to you guys. What are some, like, aspects of some things in this movie that really stick out to you? That are, like, really had an impact? Um, I think for me... Uh, one of the things that really stood out was um, just the, uh, you know, the chemistry between uh, the two leads, Cooper Rafe and what's her name, Dylan, Dylan something. Does anyone know? I don't know. I'm lo- don't know. looking it up. She was very good. Dylan Galula. Yeah. So from what I know, like. Well, Cooper Rafe is, is is not like a professionally trained actor, and I don't really know Dylan from from anything else. Um, oh wait, apparently she was an Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Well, anyways, um, I I think what one aspect I really like is the way they play the characters is just so raw and so understated in a way that if you got um, you know celebrity actors actors who are who have been around the business for a long time. I don't think you'd get those performances out of them. Um, like the way this movie played out was just so raw and it just felt like two people talking, uh, and just having an ongoing conversation and to be able to watch that play out in such a realistic way was really rewarding. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just thought they had this really natural chemistry that uh, just came off very endearing, and um, I was rooting for them the entire time. Um, what I like about this movie is how it kind of uh, shifts perceptions. Like, at the beginning, you think it's going to be this university party movie. They they go to the party at Shit House. Um, you think it's going to just be this movie about um, a guy stepping out of his comfort zone, partying, um, you know, finding himself. But that's really not what the film is. It, it shifts into this before sunrise type situation where it's just him and a girl talking about their experiences and um, both sharing their different perspectives on life. And then it shifts once again, which I think is really interesting. Um, can we go into spoilers a little bit? Um, um, sure, yeah. Sure, yeah. Spoilers, okay. spoilers now, ladies and gents. That halfway point, I did not expect. And that's where I, I, like, I was enjoying the movie from the get-go pretty much, especially uh, when the two leads met up. But um, that halfway point where um, he he's starting to feel like he, he felt this real connection and he's, he wants to grasp onto that. Um, and he wakes up in the morning and it's all weird and awkward and she wants nothing to do with him. And you kind of see these two totally different perspectives on it, on 
what the the night that happened and it's it's really heartbreaking because um i guess like for me i totally relate to cooper i'm someone who um grasps on to everything and uh overthinks everything and um i i just thought that uh you know his perspective on the whole thing was interesting and uh yeah what what did you guys think about like how it shifted tones like throughout the that was actually something i was going to bring up um i i really like how this movie like you said it has you expecting a very typical movie and then it becomes a very atypical movie and then it becomes a very typical movie again and honestly what i really really like about that is like the reason that like when you're using the word typical people associate it with cliche and therefore associate it with bad is that we've seen that type of movie so many times and usually like connecting with the characters isn't really as deep um because you're like you you can't really invest yourself in the movie as much so for the movie to completely turn you like on its head and make you suddenly think oh this is going to be some sort of before you know long conversation film and then at the you know midpoint of the movie when it's like she wakes up and she doesn't want anything to do with him and it turns into a lot more of like a typical rom-com um at first I was like no like this was going to be my favorite movie of the year and now it's not going to be because they decided to do this and then by the end of it I wanted to like cry because I was like oh what they did was by like spending the first half of the movie being very before-esque it gets you to like connect to the two characters really strongly because you know a lot about them and you know a lot about their chemistry so when it becomes a more typically structured film um halfway through you have it's you, you feel like maybe you've seen similar movies before but you haven't understood the characters so thoroughly and so deeply as um a lot of other times so even though you're seeing them have a fight that you've seen in movies before you care way more about it because you know about both of their backgrounds you know about both of them growing up you know what they're like with one another and it brings the emotional stakes out a lot more yeah um so if we can get into this that's actually this is kind of one of my issues with the movie even though i, I really love this movie is that and I completely get where you guys are coming from with that statement. But I by far and away think the most compelling stuff about this movie is the before-esque conversations. And I think that's where this movie is at its strongest. Because um, like I said, I wasn't vibing with this movie until it got there. Whenever he was kind of just in this fraternity trying to fit in, I thought this was just a little... I don't know if say just a little much but it just kind of felt like oh okay loner guy goes to college party finds himself and then it doesn't become the super bad wannabe film that maybe it was setting up to be but the film that like transcribes after that night is like good and interesting that it goes into that direction and I think the film does a pretty good job at showing Cooper's um desperation or the character's name not the actor's name I don't know 
um, his like his desperation to want this relationship to work. But I think the film also does a good job of explaining like why this would be off-putting or kind of creepy to the girl. Um, and so that creates for some like compelling tension and drama alone just by that standard. And yes, I think this entire sequence works a lot better since we spent this time with the characters. But I don't like where the film ends up at the end with them. I don't know if it entirely justifies the change that it takes. And because to me, it kind of feels like, like, what if like the before trilogy, for instance, I know we keep bringing it up. What if all of a sudden, like, they stopped talking and then they go home and then we saw, like, Julie Depley, like, at home with, like, her other husband or whatever. And we saw that, like, what if it just became, like, a different movie all of a sudden? I feel like that'd be, like, jarring in a way and it would kind of, I guess, snap you out of the magic of just hearing these people talk like you're a fly on the wall. Because I feel like that's some of the magic of this movie is that you feel like you're a fly on the wall in this guy's situation, and then the neck those those scenes afterwards with him talking. I don't like his roommate either. I think they could have completely cut him out of the movie to be completely honest. And all of that to me just feels so much more like movie ish. That like again, it just kind of felt like all of a sudden. What if like Boyhood all of a sudden felt like became four by three aspect ratio and felt like filmy i don't it's weird um but like i do i do love this movie it's great and once again i think it does work but it is something that has thrown me off i think it's the reason why i have this like at a four out of five and not like a 4.5 or a five like i think that's one of the the definite reasons for that even though this movie did resonate with me quite a bit as well um I wish the entire movie kind of could have been that middle portion, but that's just, but that's me. just me. I I totally get where you're coming from, um, because I I do also b- believe that that middle portion was the strongest, because that's where you really get to see the characters connect and um, you learn about their backstories and uh, how they got to that point, and that that's that's the the point in the movie that feels the most human. But I think why that other section works is because you kind of get to see like in most movies i feel like they just um it it would it would be just trying to sustain this relationship the entire time but i like how jarring it is because uh basically like he was ready for for a relationship that was a bit more meaningful she wasn't but she was ready for uh to be on her own she she was she had already you know made that leap to adulthood and he he was still not quite there so they were in two completely different stages in their lives and um even though they had that one amazing night that it wasn't like it wasn't the right time for them to get together and i really like how that second uh, section is his, him coming to the terms with that and him realizing that he has to find his find his place at the university like he he's starving for a relationship but at the same time he's not 
he's not really doing anything to connect with anyone else. He's just, um, he, he hasn't quite made that jump from uh, where he was in, in high school to where he wants to be. And uh, one thing I, I wanted to bring up is um, that, that totally blew me away and is one of the reasons why I think this movie is so incredible and, and completely subverts expectations is at the end of the movie, uh, like probably about 10 minutes uh, from the end, there's a time skip and it's two and a half years. And I thought the time skip was going to show it was going to be like an epilogue showing them dating, but they they hadn't even gotten together yet. And in the epilogue, they had they finally got together. So it kind of showed that like it took such a long time for them to get to that point where they were both ready to be in this relationship because they both had a lot of growing up to do because they knew from that one night that this was going to be a real real like a real thing. Um, and it was going to be a really meaningful relationship and both of them had some growing up to do before they were able to um, to be in this relationship and I, I, I thought that was um, a really smart choice to show that it took that long to get to that point um, most movies wouldn't do that and I think that's a really realistic um, a really realistic thing because uh, it probably took them a long time to even mend that friendship um, and uh, you know start hanging out again uh, so I I just I was really blown away by that uh, time skip at the end I thought it was such a nice touch yeah going off of what you were yeah. saying about the uh, growing up part of the movie that was something else that I thought was super interesting um, especially like in terms of the second half of the movie um, you were kind of as a viewer at least this, this was my experience. I'm just saying like as a general you, you were kind of put in an experience where you're looking at Cooper, uh, at Cooper Rafe's, I don't know, I forget the character's name. You're looking at his life and you're like seeing, wow, he's still attached to his house and he still like calls his mom instead of goes to talk to other people. Like what a loser. Like he, he seriously does need to grow up. And then you look at the... uh i don't know her name um you look at you know the female lead of the movie and you see oh she's like well integrated into college she she seems very independent she seems very like strong on her own like good for her but as they start to talk over the one night you realize he maybe he isn't as um maybe he isn't as immature as we thought maybe he's just more in tune with his emotions and maybe he can feel things a bit more whereas she is kind of independent because she's forcing herself to shut down and she's forcing herself to feel a certain way in order to get through college and get through this experience and is that like very mature and then by the end of the movie in the second half you're constantly going back and forth on like who's being the mature one here and who's being the immature one here and like ultimately they're both being immature but it's just like in different ways and i thought that that was super fascinating about the movie because it wasn't making any like clear or direct statement about this is the way that you should go into college this is the way that you should live through college it was just simply saying everybody in colleges suffers and deals with this extreme amount of awkwardness and feeling like they're disconnected 
and to act like any one person is dealing with it better than another is just inaccurate and it doesn't really work for um and it's not just it's not true i guess and um i i loved that angle of the movie and i think you know i haven't been to college myself but i remember when the movie was over i watched it with my mom and she said i love that that movie shows an aspect of college that i feel we so rarely get to see on film because a lot of college films are about partying and if they're not about partying they're quiet like studies on these like you know being stressed out about school or being stressed out about a certain sport or a certain activity in college where this just like it felt so raw and it felt so real and she said that you don't get a lot of movies that analyze that side of college especially the transitionary period during college and I think that it just made a really great statement that everybody going in is very immature and everybody's going to deal with it in different ways but over the course of the two and a half years that we didn't get to see we just see the beginning and the end of you realize oh they've matured a lot like they become a lot um, stronger people because of their experiences in college and um, I, I just love that the movie kind of creates like a dilemma in your mind between who is mature and who is immature in the situation Yeah, 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 okay, I got you. And yeah, I can totally see that being the, um, I guess one of the ideas of the movie. I think, uh, I mean, personally, something that's always been a struggle for me to, to, to start a serious relationship, it's just that general idea of like, well, I don't know exactly who I am or even what I want yet. And that that's a hard thing in the muster. And even this, the, self-confidence aspect of of that all of that comes into play and I think like for me it's really weird like the college experience is is weird because I think like when you're in high school the freshman the senior year is like so like defined for you like it's 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 kind of your label in school is determined by what year you are but like in college it just kind of becomes oh you're studying to get this degree or whatever so like for me like going to uh, university and going to college um like I don't feel like freshman year of high school is was nearly as long as I did when I was a senior thinking about freshman year of high school and yet then you look back at freshman year of college and there's this weird bit of of nostalgia for that for certain things you were listening to or watching and different ways you've changed and evolved over time but I think like for me it's just a little less obvious but I also think a lot of the growing I've done over time hasn't been directly influenced by university at all but school was just kind of a, a, a thing that I did every day but I think it had a lot more to do with what I was writing and what I was I mean studying in my free time and the projects I created and the relationships I've made along the way and all all of that fun stuff and it's yeah I it's this weird line to straddle because like 
I guess the question that the movie ends with is do you, do you think like they end up having this this happy happy life together or will they eventually tear apart because they aren't for each other and I mean the film doesn't have to answer that but like if we truly wait to take on not just relationships but any opportunities like yeah involve us having to travel far away away or make a big decision about our lives and we think that we have to be 100% confident in our decisions we have to know exactly who we are before we do that then will we ever be able to truly do anything because if we truly ever figure everything out I, I wouldn't say so you know yeah yeah um like I've, I've had a like a similar experience where um for me Starting university was a really difficult thing. Um, I had a I had a pretty amazing high school experience, and it, it didn't start out that way, but it it ended up being ten out of ten. I wouldn't change a thing, and I I made these incredible friends along the way, and um, that summer, I was I was just constantly making memories with my friend group, and I was really nervous to go to school uh, to to university because. First of all, everyone was all, all of my friends were going to different universities. We were all scattering. So that was scary because I didn't have anyone I was going in with. I was going completely alone. And um, second of all, I, I didn't feel ready at all. Um, like I, I felt like I needed at least another year to kind of figure myself out and to gain a bit more independence before I was ready. So because of that, I decided um, not to go live on campus and to commute instead, which I think was a really good um, idea at the time. And uh, I, I don't regret it because I did end up having a, quite, a, quite a good university experience in the last two years um, and one that I, I'm kind of nostalgic for um, at the moment because I never really got to finish it. Um, because COVID hit right in the last few weeks of my, uh, my last year. And I was about to have like our final project that like, it's this conference that everyone in my program puts together and that got canceled, which kind of sucks. And, um, that would have been a pretty unforgettable memory. But in the first two years, I, I didn't really immerse myself in the school at all. I was there a lot because I, I had a lot of classes and, um, you know, I have to go study um, in the library and stuff, but um, I didn't really stay at school after my classes. I'd just kind of go and then uh, go there and, and go home while some of my friends were getting more of like an immersive experience and I was kind of missing out on that because I was still very much tied to high school. And um, I, I was very much just completely consumed by nostalgia. Um, but as time went on, I felt like I, I became more capable of, of, of moving forward. And those last two years, I, I really immersed myself. And um, I, I made some pretty great friends. And I, I just was able to get that experience that I kind of wish I had 
all along. And not that I like, in terms of my experience, I, I wasn't going to like parties and stuff like that. It was more so just like school events and just being there and being present and engaging um, and, you know, taking classes that I was really interested in. Um, and I felt like just that time helped me grow a lot. And the person I was at the beginning of university is completely different from the person I am or I was when I graduated. And now I'm doing my master's, which unfortunately I'm not getting that that experience because it's all online. But um, still, it's there's there's something special about university that like even for my first two years where I, I didn't really enjoy it that much, I still have a sense of nostalgia and not as much for like, as Brett said, like it's it's not as much for when I was in school, but but like the time surrounding it. Um, and it, it's just this, it's got this feel to it that I, I think um, as I grow older, I'll, I'll be nostalgic for because universal university, regardless of if you have a good experience or not, is such a seminal part of your life and you learn so much about yourself um, and not just not just what you're studying but um, it's it's just such an important part of your life and I think shithouse really captures that that growth and that fear of, of growing up and and where you are when you enter university to where you are when you graduate and how it's scary and and sometimes you just have to take a leap and um yeah this movie really really impacted me because i totally saw myself in that character and i still do today in, in many regards but i was i was like a deer in the headlights in my first two years in the same way that cooper's character was and uh yeah i i think this is such a important movie for people who are struggling in university or people who feel like they're not that ready because it it shows that you're not alone and there's so many people out there who have, um, you know, are having a difficult time adjusting. And it shows that there's different ways of growing up. You might be, um, you might feel behind in one area, but you might be way ahead from everyone else in the pack in other areas. Like, look at the roommate. Like, he had absolutely no emotional intelligence at all. And he seemed like he was adapted, but... Um, what was he doing? He was just going out and, and partying and getting drunk and there, there wasn't much to him. Um, so it, it kind of shows that like every person grows at their own pace and grows in different ways. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah. So for me, I'm a senior in high school now, so I haven't, been to college yet uh, but as I was mentioning earlier this movie was just really like freaky for me to watch at the time I was watching it because I was finishing up college applications and um, you know I don't know where I really don't know where I'm going to be in a year I the six colleges I applied to are all like very high up film schools and there's you know a fair chance that maybe I don't get accepted into any of them um, I really hope so. I really hope that I can get um, into at least one of them and hopefully, you know, move. Um, but if I do end up at one of them, it's going to be like at the like very smallest. It's going to be 10 hours away from my hometown. Um, 
So it's going to be like a big jump, absolutely, 100% of the way. Um, and that's something that I have been terrified about. And especially like recently, a lot of my friends who were seniors last year, they are, they either have gone to college or their colleges are now letting people on campus. So they are going off to college and I'm seeing them leave. And it's like kind of weird. It's like a warning before where I'm finally like seeing these people that I saw very regularly, not at all, because they're like gone. Um, and I realize like, oh, in a year from now, it's going to be that. But instead of just one person gone from my normal surrounding, I'm going to be a person in a whole new surrounding with a bunch of new people. And I mean, even saying a year from now is a little strange because a year from now will already be a semester down. Like it's going to be like eight months probably. And, you know, I don't know what COVID um, is going to be like at that point with the speed of vaccines rolling out. Hopefully I'll be able to have like a fairly normal college experience where I will be moving into a dorm on my first day. That's my hope. And it's like, it's very scary, the idea of going in on my own and being in a completely new surrounding. And if anything, I think I'm going to be revisiting this movie very frequently in college, not because it's, you know, a very easy comfort movie and it's very easy to watch and very enjoyable and passes time quickly, but it's, you know, it's going to capture a lot of emotions that I'm anticipating to have about being on my own and being, uh, you know, away from my family and uh, my friends and uh, and bringing it back to, especially when he mentioned the whole three-year relationship thing, that um, in the movie they said it was because of college, and mine was partially because of that, partially not. But I think a big thing that, I don't know if this was me reading, you know, reflecting my emotions onto it, but like a big thing with that is going to be when you're in a long-term relationship, you kind of expect, like, you always have like an anchor no matter where you go that you're going to always have that person. And then when that person isn't there, you're just kind of like, you kind of feel like you're in like an empty field by yourself. And I'm sure that, you know, people already feel like that going into college and having that emotional pretext of a three-year relationship that is no longer there. um, It's going to be an even like emptier, even wider field. Um, So I can't relate very much to the... I can't relate to the college themes of this movie very deeply or very heavily at this point because I've been in the same city all but one year of my life and I've been at the same high school for four straight years and I've had a lot of the same friends carry over from freshman to senior year. But I know going forward, whenever I'm having these type of like emotions, I'm going to have shithouse to fall back on fall back on um oh yeah you could go Brett oh uh I was just gonna say um I I was also really scared about that like losing friends because I had this really tight-knit group about 15 of us that we just hang out every day and in, in grade 12 we just made so many incredible memories and I'm still very nostalgic for that time and I was, people were telling me that those 
connections aren't going to last. And they have. Those are the people that I talk to almost daily, right? Um, and the, like, I feel like I'm still more connected with my high school friends than I am with university friends, at least for the majority. Like, there, there are a few that I'm really close with. But um, those, those relationships have carried over, even though we're all in different, different places, pursuing different degrees. So I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. I, I think a lot of uh, just to like, I don't know, make you feel better. I think like some a lot of those friendships you'll still be able to maintain because with with uh, like technology, like um, group chats and that sort of thing, um, it, it makes it easier. And it, it since you're still all even though you're off in like different uh, different places, like you're still all going through the university experience and all going through similar things, so you can still connect. You just won't see those people every day in the same way. And that was definitely hard for me, um, but it's, uh, yeah, th those r relationships from high school, I've still been able to maintain. Yeah, thank you, that does help. I've been to able to, oh, sorry, I've been able to maintain the relationships I made in high school that are like important to me. <laughs> That, that sounds kind of bad, but, like, um, there's certainly, like, I don't know, I had, I had closer friends in high school, and those are definitely still people I, I talk to a lot. Um, and in some that, I mean, it's just weird, because they're always around, and you talk to them quite frequently, and then they move away, and you don't really see them. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. I talked about this in a Yee Yee episode, and I, I, I stopped I should probably stop bringing this up. I don't know. Um, okay. Now nah, let's talk about it. So like, um, this time last year, one of my friends from high school passed away really tragically. And, um, I, I only bring this up. I brought it up in Yee Yee episode too, because it was very odd because we all, we all went to his visitation. And after that, a bunch of us like got pizza and it was strangely like as as terrible as that was it was strangely like one of the better nights of 2020 because it was before the pandemic and it was a bunch of people from high school kind of coming back together to to talk about like the good old days and stuff which we didn't even realize were the good old days but it was like some of those people I hadn't seen in like two or three years and didn't even realize that. And that really stuck out in my mind. Like I remember even thinking like, oh, this is a movie in the making, like right here, you know? And those those moments are weird and they stick out to you. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, for me, like, um, the guy who does the music for the show, um, I've been friends with him since kindergarten and we still talk probably once or twice a week and the fact that like that's been able to maintain for so long like this things like that happen you know um you know I have a few friends like you know Tyler who's been on this podcast that Tristan even knows well now and then um another friend named Ben and a few other people who um decided to go the film route so we stay in touch and talk about film things and if I need crew, I'll call them up and they can show up and stuff. And so like, in that regard, like people will still stick around. But if you talk about like 
any like new relationships I've made throughout college. Um, mostly those come from film sets I've been on and stuff and like followers I've gotten because of my blog that go to my school that are interested in the film aspect but I think it's different and I think a reason it's different is just because of COVID um I think Tristan what we were talking about how maybe our first and second years of college while they weren't maybe the brightest to begin with became better over time or at least more nostalgic I think has a lot to do with the pandemic because there is this there's a certain nostalgia for being able to like for things being a bit more normal than they are right now I think and I certainly think that's like for me like I miss checking the Alamo website and refreshing it to see what new interesting movie was coming to theater that Friday and then booking a ticket to go see it and then inviting some friends to go see it and then we sit at the back lot and talk about it for a long time which you know inspired a sit down even and that's just like all those those kind of memories of like being out late at night and driving and then going and seeing a concert um like before the pandemic hit me and my friends ben and tyler we we saw a smith's cover band and like we're there until two in the morning just kind of rocking out to the smiths and then like we drove home i remember thinking this is really interesting there's going to be some some cool times this year without even knowing that soon enough the entire world would be shut down you know and it's just I don't, it's weird um and i think this film is this entire movie has a section of it that is one of those nights where you walk around the streets at night and you talk and reflect about everything you've been through at that point and it's so soft and warm and inviting and i think that's that's just the strength of this movie is that it, it kind of brings up some of those repressed emotions and I guess anxieties but I don't want to make it sound like it's a drag because it's delightful and it's freeing and it's cathartic yeah um, oh one thing I, I forgot to mention actually uh, is I actually met you guys in high school and we've been able to maintain this relationship like these friendships and and uh, even strengthen them over the years so yeah yeah it's crazy yeah. like i've known you guys since i was in grade 11 and now i'm in my masters that's nuts yeah it's crazy to me that yeah. i yeah that's, i knew you guys like in guys seventh like, grade and like eighth grade and that like you know i haven't always been like super on top of it i get like very distracted and like busy with like um a lot of different things in my life but like I always knew I could just like go to you guys whenever I wanted to talk about movies or anything else and I was always in some group chat with a different combination of people that I could talk to and yeah that was always nice <laughs> yeah that's about right yeah that aspect is so baffling to me because I think so if I give a little history about how I started my my page so in high school, I started posting on a, on a personal Instagram page 
um, that is now defunct because it cringes me out too much. Um, and so at the time my grandmother was dying and we went to go visit her and it was the last time I ever saw her and I remember and this is this is this is very bizarre <laughs> um I remember reading that the Frozen ride was coming to Disney World and they had just announced they were replacing Maelstrom and I went on my personal page and wrote this entire article essay where, where my grandmother was at just kind of to take my mind off of that to be like this is my thoughts on Frozen coming to Disney which sounds ridiculous <laughs> but the I wrote this whole post out about it and I remember being like oh that was interesting I should start doing that more about things and then since I was posting a bunch of like movie memorabilia stuff on my old page like movie pages would start to follow me and I saw that people were actually doing that and uh yeah it was like a week after my grandmother died I started my page and I remember at that point like reviewing anything and everything I could think of and just tagging it so much so where people would find me and yeah and it originally started like that that group chat originally started that we were talking about and it was my sophomore year of high school and a page that we all know and love ashitaka underscore mononoke would just send me memes and i was very thrown off at first i was like why is this guy just sending me memes but I thought they were funny and I'd send stuff back. And then he added a page called Gravity Not 64 and they also sent memes. So the three of us had sent memes to each other for a while and I thought that was interesting. And then we would talk about different things. And then eventually, like, I remember adding Tristan. I think Tristan was like the fourth person on that chat. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And it expanded from there and it's just been like this, this, this beacon, beacon of light, light for, for like. like over five six seven years now you know it's, crazy that's so it's crazy weird. it's yeah. so weird like yeah. if we double that time it'll, it'll be 14, 14 years, years. like where, where will we be <laughs> well i i i think it's just like it's it hasn't been that long yet it's about what five and a half years let's see well no it would be, be like kick because if, if it was my, my sophomore, sophomore year sophomore the junior junior, junior, junior the senior, senior. senior. Senior, senior the freshman, 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 the junior, junior. It'd be six or seven. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, because I, I created my account in 2015. Okay. And then I think I joined probably around like June or July in the summer. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I guess six years. I don't. Yeah, that's, don't, that's crazy. I don't really entirely don't remember how I ended up there. I do remember. There was a group chat I was in before the ones that I'm in now that was, like, a bunch of, like, much younger film lovers. Um, like, middle school, like, maybe freshman year of high school people. Um, and, like, I have, like, a lot of great memories associated with that. And I know that that somehow tied into the group chats that I am in with you guys now. But I don't know why no why it's like it was uh film like, duels film duels. i think you you were uh i think you and jack were in like a, a group chat and jack and i were doing 
uh, film duels. And then you and Connor asked if you could be on one of the film duels episodes. Oh, really? Oh, really? That makes sense. That's how I remember it. Yeah. No, I believe yours because I literally just, like, have no clue. have no clue. (laughs) The only reason I I remember that is because I was going through the old film duels. Like, they're still on YouTube right now. Oh, really? And I think yours is up there. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Which, not the plug, but Tristan's thinking about bringing that back in some iteration. Really? Heck yeah, I am. That'd be cool. Yeah, because I'm in quarantine right now, and I need something to do. Yeah, I actually, I'm just getting, like, out of quarantine now. I've been quarantined for, like, two weeks. And, like, it started off really nice. And now, I'm just, like, very sick of it. (laughs) But, yeah, I... Um, how, wait, how long? Two weeks? Um, let me think. Um, I started think. quarantining started on the 7th, and today is the 17th, so it's 10 days, and officially, I'm allowed to go back to work as soon as tomorrow, but I can't go back to school until the 23rd, for whatever reason. They're, like, different quarantines, and I don't know why, and I don't know which one is accurate, but... Um, yeah, it's weird, but it's like been nice on one hand because I've gotten a chance to finally watch Love Exposure, which I've had the Netflix DVD of for four months. Um, oh, I've heard that's amazing. It's, it's really good, but it's not, I think it's a little overhyped, but it's still really good. Um, and I've like gotten to work a ton on, um, the feature that I'm writing, which, um, I've invested, like, a lot of time in, and um, I'm, like, in the process of rewriting it right now, and we're getting ready to shoot it, and it's been nice to just have, like, literally only time to work on it, because it's, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I guess it starts to get, like, claustrophobic after a while, right? Yeah, it does, and eventually yeah, you does. start, like, really start missing, missing other people, and also just missing, like going to like a coffee drive through and just getting some sort of drink that's terrible for you but makes you happy. So, in yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I completely understand that whenever we were doing quarantine um and like our our version of quarantine here in good old Missouri was like hey, like Walmart's still open, you know? Go get your groceries or whatever. Drive throughs are still open. Just don't stay out too late. But, like, it was still, like, stay home as much as you can. Only go out when it's necessary. But, like, at that point, like, I actually ended up losing, like, a lot of weight. Because I would just, like, go outside and walk and run for a while. Because, like, I just need to get out. And so, like, I would just try to get out and go somewhere. And it was weird because, like, for so much of, like, my life, when I was younger, like, I feel like... Because, like, as a kid, I, I did not really care about building or maintaining, like, lasting relationships, really. It was more so just, like, hey, I gotta get through high school so then one day I can become an animator, and this is just something I have to go through. If quarantine would have happened, like, my sophomore year of high school, I would have been like, this is a, this is a score. This is amazing. This is everything I hoped and dreamed would happen to me. But, like, at the point of my life I was not then... It was, was like, like, very nerve-wracking. But, like, what's very weird, and I think I 
I might have said this on another episode before, but I'm going to be careful about how I phrase this. Because I'm going to say that I'm only saying this in my my perspective. I'm not saying this as, as a whole. I do find a little bit of nostalgia for the first wave of quarantine. Same. When mm-hmm. we stopped having to like go to school. Because number one, we like Tris and I would play games every night. And that was fun. Um, but like I finally got through Breaking Bad and uh, cleaned up my room. And like, you know, me and my parents would hang out every day and talk and stuff. And my sister would come over sometimes. And we'd go walking and I would do creative projects as well. And so, like, I don't know. Like, I think, like, so weird. Because 2020 was probably the year, like, it's the year where I've started doing this this podcast stuff. Like, I've had the idea for Workshopping Humanity for a long time and always just kind of put it off. I had the idea of making the short film I did for, like, years and always put it off. And, like... There's a lot of stuff that I just always put off that, like, I think, like, this year forced me to be, like, let me get some of the stuff off the ground. And also school, you know, there's projects where it's, like, you have to direct a short film, and I'm, like, well, all right, then I'm going to be forced to finally make this idea that's been in my head for a bit. So that ultimately helps as well. But it's it's been a weird year, and the fact that I think that, like, I think that once this is all done, there's going to be a lot of people going outside more and trying new things because it's just going to be this overall fear of like, will we get shut down again? Yeah. Uh, so here in Canada and also, yeah, I, I totally agree with you in terms of having a sort of, um, I guess like sentimentality for the, uh, the first part of quarantine. Cause it, it was it was this like reflective period and like the last four years have been so crazy with everything that has been going on in the world, but also like going through university and stuff and having that time to just like sit and like enjoy like time with my family and stuff and just like do stuff I've always wanted to do, but didn't have the time to was nice, even though it it was very scary and it still is. Um, but right now, in Canada, we're we're back into lockdown um, for another. I I think it's it's supposed to be a month, but there, right now it looks like it's going to be more than that. And like I'm, I just got like temporary laid off from my job, and like um, a bunch of other people uh, I know ha- just got laid off as well. So it's it's a little scary, um, but. Yeah, now I've I've got a lot of free time on my hands, and uh, it's uh, I don't know what to do, but I, I I'm st- I'm in school this time, so I guess it's I've got a bit more. But um, what I what I wanted to say to like bring it back to the movie is like, and Brett, like you would know this because um, you're in in uh, college right now, but um, like, how do you think? this whole quarantine thing has changed the university experience because like in this movie you know it's presenting a very um like a normal a normal university experience well uh now people are forced to to 
be doing university online and it's like kind of taking away that experience and like on one hand um at least for me like I was really scared to start my master's because it was a bit more like like the campus I was going on was was a little more of like your typical university campus than what I went to before which was a little bit smaller, a little bit more close to home. So I was I was nervous, but I was also really excited to get that university experience. And like now I I don't get that experience, but it's also kind of like I, I, I don't have that anxiety about going and, and starting at a new school. So it's it's weird, like because like I'm I'm on I'm all online now and I've I've actually been able to make quite a few friends online and, and build relationships which I, I didn't expect because um, like you're just on class for a couple hours like on a, on a zoom call but I, I found that interesting but yeah I guess my question to you Brett is like have you been doing like online classes and like how has it changed your university experience and and you too Robert with like high school of course mm -hmm. so it's, that's interesting. It's actually a lot to unpack here because I, I have to start with like my very first year of college. My very first year of college, I went to a community college and the campus that I went to was probably like 10 minutes away from my house, two minutes away from my work. It was all on the same road. And... I remember thinking, oh, that's super convenient and cool. All right, sweet. And I also love the fact that, like, I was in school for, like, only three hours, and then I could have the rest of the day off. Like, I thought that was interesting. I could drive around and do whatever. And then I found that kind of maddening because I, it kind of stressed me out because I, I wasn't really, like, I would just kind of go to class and the class were like public speaking, English one. Like it's it's your basic pre courses you have to take before you actually take the classes that you want to go into. And so it wasn't the best place to make meaningful relationships. And so I would say that like the loneliness really set in my freshman year of high school, a lot like Cooper, even though I was still living at my house and still saw the same stuff every day, but it almost made it worse because I saw like my friends going off and doing different things with their lives and I was stuck home. And I, I think for a bit, like I felt kind of like Ladybird. Like I, I started to have this like seated resentment for my hometown just because I was stuck in it. Or I guess that's not necessarily like, cause Ladybird at the end, like, what I was going to say is that she, she starts to appreciate things. And I think I'm to that point in my life where I appreciate where I live and the roots that it's, it's brought to me. I say more so maybe I feel like George Bailey where he wants to go off and he wants to see the world. And then, like, just something for whatever reason keeps keeping him in town. But for him, it's like a physical thing. It's like he wants to keep the bank and loan alive so capitalism doesn't ruin his entire hometown. For me, I don't know what it is, and so that makes it all the more frustrating. And for that long tangent, 
I don't think I ever got the college experience. I never went to a dorm room. I never had to be paired up with someone and us be forced to be friends. I never, I never really had that. I, uh, drove, I drove to school, went to classes. I left probably eight at Chipotle knowing me, uh, saw a movie and then went to work. And if you guys don't know, I work in a movie theater. So sometimes I was at the, the same place. And so, like, quarantine hasn't affected that that much because, like, some people were, like, uprooted from what they were doing entirely and where they were living and had to go back and adjust. I didn't have to adjust any of that because I hadn't truly left. And that was something that made me kind of uh, sad for a bit because I was like, ah. Uh, everyone's having to go back to their lives and this is where I've been at and so like here's another thing right now Missouri is not locked down um Missouri is kind of not like we have a mask mandate but even then you'll see businesses not really follow it and most things are just kind of open and normal for the most part. Like I'm working at a movie theater right now. It's open. Um, but what I'll say is all my classes are online this semester. And like two of the classes are technically in class classes, but they're happening over zoom because of what's going on. Therefore, I started school a week ago and I haven't even stepped foot on campus because everything's been on my laptop and I'm kind of hyped about that in one way because that saves gas money and I think there'll be a lot of projects, some more short film stuff I'm going to do and all of that that I'll be able to get done easier at home. And that'll be nice. And I think the last the last two semesters have been so busy and packed for me um, with the film school stuff that like it seems like this is just a steady decline for me graduating. But at the same time, there is something where I'm like, man, there's no opportunity for any sort of further connections with people when it's all online. But then I think about showing up to class and it's not like, I guess what I think is odd is like, I guess group projects, you get that, that sense of community. But like a lot of my classes are like film history classes. Like how are you supposed to develop relationships with anyone when you sit there and you listen to someone talk? Like, it's not like this is like social hour. It's, it's school, you know, I don't know. Um, so if you ask me how it's changed, it's just odd because in some ways yeah I think it's changed a bit but in other ways like I feel just kind of the same and I guess how I feel is that I think overall my college disappointment was just kind of disappointing and I know maybe that's like not the cheeriest way to continue this podcast but like if I'm just being entirely honest um my senior year of high school like I mentioned before 
um, I did a whole bunch of things in my theater class and made these wonderful friendships. I still have them to this day. Um, and we would go out and we'd do things a lot and we'd have fun. And uh, there's this one thing we did and uh, it was called Thescon, which I don't know. Ro Robert was in theater too, so he probably knows what a Thescon is. Did you guys do that? Robert? No, I don't know what a Thescon is. Oh, okay, so Thescon is a thespian conference. So, you know, and for everyone who doesn't know, thespian's kind of like you get inducted into a, a, a troupe, and thespian is like another word for actor, um, actors, all that fun stuff. A thespian conference is where you spend a weekend, and you leave home, you leave with your classmates, you go to a different town, a big town, and you take conferences all day long and you build meaningful relationships within the conference. You're in a hotel room the whole time. Um, and it's so interesting because like you wake up and it's just you and you decide, oh, I'm going to go make breakfast and I'm going to go after that to this class. And then after that, I'll go do this. Oh. Actually, this is kind of funny story. Um, at the time, um, the SCON was going on. The movie Moonlight was out, and I hadn't seen it yet, and I really wanted to watch Moonlight. And there was a theater right next to us that was playing Moonlight. And uh, me and my friend Tyler really walked up to the theater to go see it. And they were just like, are you guys a part of that thespian conference? Because I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to actually be here. So that didn't happen. Um, but like, why I'm saying all that is thespian conference is like one of the funnest times of my life I can think of, to be completely honest. And a reason for that, I remember being there like with my friends, surrounded by theater stuff and like how to direct and how to act things and how to stage things. And I remember this is ridiculous story that I took a Yoda yoga meditation session and I grunted way too loud and it ruined the whole thing. It was great. Um, but, um, regardless, like I, I was in a hotel room with my friends, Grant and Tyler, Heath, and we, we, we just had a room together for the weekend and we'd hang out. And I kind of remember like that period feeling like, Oh, this is what independence is going to feel like. And this is what college is going to feel like. It's going to be like, I'm going to go off and have my adventure and go and meet people and learn my craft and learn my art. And I think I've somewhat got that now more so since I'm not doing my prerequisites. But I would not, especially if you stay in your hometown and you stay at home. I would not go into your freshman year of college thinking that it's going to be entirely different from high school because that really bummed me out for a while because it just kind of felt like high school 2.0 for me for a while. It doesn't anymore. It's amazing to me now that like I have classes where I can direct and shoot a short film, and that's my class credit, and I get graded on it. Like that, That's what I wanted my whole life. And so like I have to, I have to stand back and think how cool that is and I think I've advanced in a lot of ways over the years and over time certainly but at the same time 
that that feeling of independence and that feeling of living that people feel like they go to college and they have their coming of age experience where they figure out who they are I think that was kind of robbed for me because of the decisions I made and so I and I think like and I don't want that the freak robber now <laughs> um, but like I think Robert, if you're at least moving 10 hours away from home, you won't have that exact experience, but it could be something different. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I went off way too long there. Apologies. But yeah. yeah, I would say I would, for a very long-winded answer, I would say it didn't change entirely that much. <laughs> um, <laughs> In terms of high school, I think like for me my high school has been defined very strongly by theater um and especially the choir program at my high school has like very strongly defined how i view high school the type of friends i've made everything and that has just been obliterated by the covid situation like that has been i mean we we still have choir classes uh, we found a way to do, we have like a dinner theater experience that we found a way to do like a drive through for, um, we've, there's like been ways of adapting to it, but it's just nowhere close to the same. And looking back, it makes me really sad when I think about like the last rehearsal for Fiddler on the Roof that I had before the show was canceled in, um, April. And it makes me really sad to look back and think, oh, wow. You know, this summer I was supposed to go to UCLA for a film institute. Instead, I had to do it online. Um, so I think that my high school, the senior year, has changed significantly in terms of, you know, not having a choir program, not having theater to do, not having extracurriculars after school that aren't work or anything that I am 100% in charge of usually um the the good thing that I would say came out of it in terms of my high school experience is I spent a lot of my high school um being like different versions of myself and trying to be like a different type of person around different type of people because I wanted to be liked by a large number of people and you know um my mom after I think like in May, she was like, okay, you can see a certain number of friends, but you have to stick to that number of friends. And it can be like five, six or seven friends and you can't see any friends outside of that. And that made me like really narrow down on like what people I could see obviously and what people like I would be spending a lot of time with. And it was surprisingly like really nice because finally like I just kind of, thought about like wow these people I chose because they make me the happiest maybe I shouldn't have been spending a bunch of time trying to be friends with a bunch of different people I should have just focused on these people and it made me like grow a lot more emotionally attached to those people and I think that's carried over a lot into this year where um, I really am just focused on maintaining strong friendships with the people that I can see regularly. Um, and that's that's been like one really nice part of it. 
you know, in terms of classes, in terms of normal senior activities, uh, I do feel robbed of that. I feel like, you know, senior year of high school is, you know, nine times out of 10, the year that high school movies focus on. Cause it's like your last year to like, you know, be a kid and, you know, not have to think about a lot of other adult things and not have to think about your life in a much larger scale. Um, and I feel like my my friend and I were talking about how we feel like this year we've seen a lot of people become the older, boringer versions of themselves. And it's, and it seems like it's kind of because of the pandemic, because they got put, a lot of things that they really liked were canceled and their senior year just doesn't really feel like a senior year. So they're becoming the boring versions of themselves that they would have become in college. Um, and that's like a little disheartening. And that's a little sad, but it's, it's not great, but like there are good things that come out of it. Um, another great thing is like, I'm finally getting around to shooting a feature film and truthfully, I don't think I would have done that until college if it hadn't been for the pandemic because it's made me, you know, it's made me find, it's, it's given me like a desire to try to find uh, something that I could really enjoy doing and something arts-wise that would make me really happy. And now I'm, you know, getting ready to shoot it. And I think that without the pandemic, I don't know if I would be in the same boat or not. In fact, I doubt that I would be in the same boat. So, uh, long story short, it's affected it in the way that I don't feel at all like it's my senior year. It just feels like another year of high school, but it's, there have been quite a few nice things to come out of it too. To come out of it too. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It kind of takes away like experiences that, you know, would be different otherwise, but I don't know. We'll, I think we'll get through it. And one thing I was like, I was talking to some people in the summer about this. Um, like Brett and I are, are going to be able to like, like in like 30 years or whatever, tell, tell our kids and like tell everyone that like our, um, our college experience was like the last few years of college, we were like living through the pandemic and we, we'd be able to like, tell our experience um and same thing with you and and uh like senior year of high school no one else is going to have that experience like no other graduating class so um it's cool because like you're living through a historical moment even though it is hard yeah but like in retrospect i guess like there are some good things that are going to come out of it and like i i feel like people are being a lot more like um I guess intuitive and like introspective and it's it's given people a lot more like perspective and stuff so that's good too and but yeah it's 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 definitely hard and like I think the hardest part is like we just got through 2020 it was like this huge obstacle that like we were all waiting to get over with and like 2021 starts and it doesn't seem much different. It doesn't really seem like the year has changed too much. So that's hard as well. But like, 
you know, it we'll we'll, we'll get through it, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, One day, day I'll be able to cross that Canadian border. Yeah, you, dude, you guys both need to come. Yeah, that, that's gonna yeah. be a legendary meetup. That's a road trip that has it's to happen for sure. Happen, for sure. Yeah. Tiff twenty twenty one. Come on, Tiff. Oh, like do it. Yes, do it. Let's go. Um, Let's Robert, go. are you, are you doing Sundance? Um, I um, looked at Sundance because, like, I re- I saw like. It was, it's like obviously like all virtual and I saw that there were like tickets I could still get for individual films, but like, I know with Sundance, you're not supposed to know what the movies are, but just looking through a list and not knowing any of the movies, I was just like, eh, I don't know. Like, is there anything you think I should want to see? Um, well, it's kind of, yeah, like, like you said, it's kind of tough because like, I mean, the whole thing about Sundance is, like, you don't know a lot of the movies going in. A lot of, like, it's emerging filmmakers and actors and stuff. And, like, well, I guess when you go to Sundance, you hear the buzz and then you go see the movies that are getting this buzz. And, like, it's hard to do that with this format. But, like, based on what I've heard, um, uh, Prisoners of the Ghostland, which is, like, the Sion Sono movie. Mm Mm-hmm. That, one, that, that one, one's like sold um, out for all, like them, though, right? for all of them, though, right? Um, I'm pretty sure at this point. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? But but they're probably gonna add another screening on the last day, so I'd look into it. Oh, gotcha. Uh, oh, gotcha. Uh, Coda is one I'm hearing a lot about, and uh, how it ends. I think I don't really know. I I, I just kind of like picked the movies that had cool titles and stuff. <laughs> How it ends, um, Springfield, Missouri alum, Kaylee Spaney. Who hopefully will be a uh, workshopping humanity alum at one point. I, I, at some point. It's, I, think, I think we could potentially make it happen. Kaylee Spaney on something. But hopefully, like, okay, actually not hopefully. If How It Ends, like, becomes a breakout hit. She better get enough time for this. <laughs> I want some of that clout. I've never talked to her before, but I have friends who are good friends with her, so we can make this happen. That's good talk. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Sec- I'm- My mic cut out for a sec again. Apologies. Let's see. Um, let me think about what else in the movie. I mean, we've, we've pretty much covered what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've pretty much got it. So. All right. All right. So we'll do final thoughts. I'll cut that out. That's a really awkward. Thing. <laughs> I was just thinking because like we we went off on all these tan like tangents, and I was like, did we like? And I was like, no, we talked about the movie in detail, and then went, okay, cool. So I was trying to think. All right, all right, guys. So final thoughts on shit house. 
and uh, I'm just so glad it came out at this point in my life. Um, it's definitely something that I really deeply connected with, and I'm just so impressed with um, Cooper Wraith that this guy, he's my age and Brett's age, 22 years old, and he was able to create something this honest and this, um, I guess, deep. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just really impressed with what he was able to do. I think for aspiring film students, especially people who want to go the independent route and are really looking for more um, like realism type stuff, uh, this is definitely um, a, a master class in, in, in uh, like what you want to do at the end of film school. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I was really impressed by this. Also great soundtrack. Like really great soundtrack. Um, yeah, this is this is a movie that I'm going to be revisiting a lot. It's one that's going to hold a lot of memories for me, and um, I'm definitely going to look back at it and, and feel nostalgic for my personal uh, college experience. Even even the points that weren't so great, I'm still going to feel some sort of nostalgia for that, and and this movie carries a lot of that emotional. Yeah, um, generally, Shithouse, as of right now, this could change literally in two hours, um, is my favorite film of 2020. It's just so honest and so entertaining and just, like, really, like, just an all-around quality movie. Like, it makes you feel really good. It makes you feel really bad. It does everything that it needs to do, and it does it way better than you expect and just in terms of inspiration like seeing that a 22 year old did this and he just literally shot a movie on spring break because he was bored and it led him down a path that led him to this is just so inspirational um and i'm i just it really couldn't have landed during a more perfect time in my life it was an accumulation of uh, just so many different aspects of my life and everything that was going on and everything that I was looking forward to and scared of in the future. So really, it's just all around just a huge hit for me. Yeah, I love this movie as well. Um, when I'm glad I did because when it first started out, I wasn't sure about it. But once it, it continued and the film became what it became about, I thought it was a really refreshing and honest take of high school loneliness and isolation that I had felt even though I've stayed home for my college is still a lot of this wistful regret for your decisions and nostalgia for how things were I think anyone can really grasp on and it's one of those films I'm kind of not kicking myself for um, not putting for at least in my top 15 or if not in my top 10. I think it's certainly a film in the future that will continue to grow for me. Because it's a movie that I love and it's a movie that I continue to think about quite a bit. Um, honestly. And even though I think, like I stated before, the before trilogy aspect of the film, I wish kind of wish the whole film was like that and that it didn't go back to it's more conventional route um 
it still doesn't matter because I, I get what the film was going for and I think it did that element of the film really well and so overall I think it's 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 a pretty great movie honestly it's a wonderful movie and again like Tristan and Robert said it is just incredibly impactful and amazing to think that someone our age made this um and it almost makes you want to give up too at the same time but like <laughs> it is still awesome that he was able to to pull something off like this and it makes us think well maybe we, we could try something like this because even like for fifteen thousand dollar budget right this movie looks better than wonder woman 1984 i'm not wrong right no like like aesthetically this movie looks beautiful and it's shot really well and it holds together really nicely like I didn't I did like you know how sometimes you see a professional movie and then you see an indie movie and the indie movie is cool but it's obviously rough around the edges because they had like a Snickers bar to make it like it doesn't feel like this feels like it could be a studio budget comedy so it's I think that's a really um, cool aspect of the film honestly you know So, Tristan, where can people find you? Um, so people can find me on uh, Movie Reviews 100 um, on Instagram uh, and Letterboxd and Music Board, if you want to follow me there. Um, I'm also a writer for Keith Loves Movies and uh, Toy Boxed, which, Brett, I finally finished my first post. I'm going to send that to you tomorrow morning. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yay. Um, so, yeah, follow me there. Um, and I am, as, as Brett mentioned earlier, I'm thinking of uh, bringing back film duels, but more of a uh, movie trivia kind of thing. Um, and I don't know. I, I just think that would be a lot of fun. I've been thinking about it for a while. I've got some free time on my hands, so I'm going to put that together and that should be debuting pretty soon yeah absolutely robert where can the people find you what you working on uh well you can find me of course at my podcast uh which is titled the film studies club podcast we are on all of the podcasting platforms basically um and outside of that i don't know if i have anything else to plug anymore you can find me around the city of Reading, probably uh, at Panda Express, but yeah, nowhere else. Nice. Thanks. You know what's interesting? So Reading, Reading, California, yeah. right? Not to give out your... It's fine. Dedox me. I, it's I cool. Occasionally... <laughs> I occasionally see that on like what what website traffic so you visit me occasionally oh that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> anyway so a few things number one this is a toy box podcast if you guys don't know what that is that's my collaborative effort it is a blog it is a video place it is a podcast network it's it's kind of everything and nothing at the same time. Um, 
You'll find it at T-O-Y-B-O-X-D.com, and you'll see everything there. Um, yeah, if you guys don't know, we have other podcasts like Gold Derby Horses, Toy Box Mouse Clubhouse, Tristan starting his thing. Uh, me and my friend Ben are starting up a podcast about Universal Monster movies called Features of the Black Lagoon. That should be coming out pretty soon. Um, so all of that is all good and dandy. Something else. The Toy Boxed podcast is coming back, if you guys don't remember that. Um, I think last year we are having a Toy Boxed podcast, which was just kind of us talking about movies, kind of in the way of, like, Collider. <laughs> and I got really burned out on that. Yeah, I got really burned out on that because I was like, who cares about what some white dudes think about Miss Marvel? I don't know. <laughs> Like, to me, it was just, like, very creatively bankrupt. But, even though we did have some fun times and some cool stuff on the Toy Box podcast, which is why I'm bringing it back in some capacity, right now what I can say is that I think it'll be a a once-a-month thing for a main show. And the main show will just be a couple of us talking about nonsense. Like, for... A couple hours but then like kind of reflect what we've been thinking and feeling and watching over the course of a month i think the first episode's more so going to reflect sundance because me and tristan and dan and george and jared are all seeing like six or seven movies at sundance so that's going to be a big podcast of us talking about the crap that we saw so like that should be uh coming out soon but if you guys don't know um so this is an odd thing to happen and this is a long plug i just want to let you guys know um so if you guys don't know um we did something at the toy box that was weird we did a live read of flushed away and a lot of people thought this was just going to be a joke because i made a bet um that if Wonder Woman 1984 actually did come to theaters, I would live stream a reading of Flush Away. But we actually did it. All, all an hour, 40 minutes of Flush Away. We read through it all. Um, you can find it on my YouTube page. Oh, we almost have 300 views. <laughs> and... Well, I say that it's because the Toy Box podcast feed actually has the Flushed Away live read on it now. So you can listen to it if you don't want to see our faces. Um, and But you totally should look at our faces because um, some of our talented uh, actors like Tyler Ray Hawkins and Cody Brown actually dressed up as rats. It was fantastic. Um but we are thinking about doing other live reads because that was just a fun time. I can't tell you what the next one will be um, or what time. Uh, <laughs> there's been, um, right now, it's a it's a fight between whether we should do Hoodwinked or <laughs> Richard Jewell. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bomb in Centennial Park. But, but yes. yes. <laughs> um, speaking of Tyler Ray Hawkins, um, past and future guest of this podcast, I'm sure, 
Um, he has a film coming out called This Is Our Youth, which is ba which is a uh, film recreation of the play by Kenneth Lonergan. Um, should be coming to Vimeo pretty soon. There's supposed to be more deets about that film. Um, I'm going to write about it. I'm going to tell you guys that like a bunch of my best friends are making that movie, so there's no way I'm going to be 100% like honest when I review it. Not like honest, but like I'll definitely be biased. Like I can't not say I will be. But like I'm still debating like it's it's a letterbox release. Like it's a full movie on letterbox, so I'll review it. But it's coming out soon on Vimeo. Keep control of that. If you guys haven't watched my short film, you should do that. It's called Russ's Silhouette. It's linked at my Instagram page at artpig underscore reviews. Um, I'll say it here while I'm announcing literally everything. I'm doing kind of a spiritual successor to it this semester. It should be coming out around May. Um, it's another psychological type of thing, but this time it's instead of in the dark, in the light. That's all I'll say. Um, and I think that's about it. So that's episode 11 of Workshopping Humanity. Um, I don't know what next new week's episode's going to be. I think I explained this in the Ratatouille one. I had them all scheduled out for season one. Season two is kind of a grab bag for whoever I can get the week. Um, I don't know. I actually, um, Tristan and I are thinking about doing Hoodwinked. I think we talked about that last week. And, uh. I know the good place is going to happen at some point with you, Robert. Mm -hmm. That's on the schedule. Yeah. It's been a discussion for a long time. Um, yeah. A Manchester by the Sea is one that's potentially coming up pretty soon. Um, Star Trek is one that's coming up potentially very soon. Even though I literally have nothing to say about it, but I have a guest who could literally go on for three hours. That's why I'm making that an episode. Um... That's all I'll say. And yeah, um, that's it. Um, see you guys later. Bye.